the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Years going by pretty fast as we move into the month of March. How's your portfolio doing? Yep, you down. Are you way up, way down, halfway back, question mark? Let's bring in CFP, Chad Burton. Mr. Burton, how are you? I am well. How are you? Good. Your connection sounds fantastic. Um, seminar coming up. What do we need to know about it on March 8th? Well, um, it, retirement income strategy. So I was talking again on the, the 6 o'clock show about that fact now that people are still so much more overweighted in stocks now at retirement than when I got into the business almost 25 years ago, that people are very subject to market volatility unless they have a plan for withdrawal. And that includes a plan for how much income they're getting from their stocks in the form of dividends, how much incoming they're getting from their bonds and CDs in the form of interest, and then safe money on the sidelines, and then how you rebalance it. So, you know, a lot of younger people, if they, even if they have a financial advisor and they come up with a plan, they can often get a five-year plan and then, you know, systematic savings program and check in once a year, once every other year with the financial advisor until things get more complicated, like kids go to college and things like that. But people in retirement need to make sure they're with an advisor that's watching their portfolio on a quarterly basis. Do they have gains and how much cash have they spent? Peel off enough of those gains to replenish that cash because we had a lot of opportunities last year with positive returns what every every month last year rob i mean we've been together for 19 years doing this stuff and i i don't know positive month every single month in 2017 that's uh pretty impressive yeah it's definitely a shifting market in my opinion and again that's one of the funkier things about this this world is it i could call it a shifting market you could call it a, a market in transition we could kind of be saying the same thing but we seem to be going into one that's highly, we don't want to be too successful. We don't want to be too hot. It's the Goldilocksian economy. We want it just right. We don't want too much inflation. We don't want too much wage growth. We don't want too much home appreciation. We don't want too much stock market. Um, very tough times to be living because right now everything's kind of doing quite well. It is. And, and the you know the issue with the, the tariff announcement, and we don't have a lot of clarity on it yet because there's going to be exempt countries and things like that, is that the story of the year so far is inflation. And how is that going to infect, affect the market? Because when, the, when you want to fight inflation, you raise interest rates to slow down the credit cycle. And so, you know, higher rates become a competition eventually at over 3.5% on the 10-year treasury with stocks for older people. Um, and tariffs on commodities can cause inflation. And that's the issue here is that because steel and aluminum, they're commodities, right? And commodities aren't just priced in terms of U.S. dollars only. And so if you have a tariff on certain steel 
and nobody wants to buy that, then you're going to be charged more for U.S. steel, and that product, that commodity price is going to go up. That means washing machines and everything else that you buy is going to go up in price, and that's going to cause inflation. And that's why the market's down yesterday and today as well. So the big event is coming up. I should probably mention that on occasion. You can sign up for it by going to newfocusfinancial.com. It's newfocusfinancial.com. While you're there, you'll see it's Thursday night in uh, right off 92. Um, <clears throat> good event. Crown Plaza, Foster City. We haven't been in uh, Foster City in a while. Um, good location. So that's 630 to 830. You could use code RADIO25 to sign up. Get in for free. RADIO25. That's coming up Thursday, March 8th, 630 to 830. So, Chad, we've got a couple more minutes here. Um, one of the things that you're going to be covering is long-term care costs. How late is too late to try to get long-term care costs or should we just try and see they can always say no well you you can always say no it's it's an issue of are you wealthy enough to self-insure or what's your plan b and that could be a reverse mortgage or somebody else taking care of you Um, you should always at least get a quote and you can get quotes in the form of pure long-term care insurance where it's just you pay money in the only time you get money back is if you go into a long-term care facility. But the thing is, people need to realize those policies pay for you to be taken care of at home. There's an in-home care option. And some policies even pay to put like wheelchair ramps in and things like that. Or there's life insurance contracts now. The life insurance industry is really adapting to the failure of the long-term care industry. Um, where, okay, we'll let people use their death benefit early to pay for those issues because we're going to pay it either to the beneficiaries or the person while they're alive. So within your retirement plan, you need a long-term care plan where you, your advisor, and your kids know if this happens. And if you're 70 years old, there's a 70% chance you're going to spend some time in a nursing home. If this happens, how are we going to pay for it? Do we have enough assets or are we going to have to tap the house in the form of selling it, reverse mortgage, or do we have a life insurance policy or long-term care policy that'll cover it? You know, the thing that bothers me the most about getting old is um, seeing my mother go through it. She couldn't read. Chad, she couldn't read a long-term care policy if, she, if you paid her money right now. She's probably got the reading ability of like a six-year-old. She's yeah. had a couple strokes and like, it's not good. So they, that- this this industry has changed so bad too. When I first got in the business, there was you know Unum was a big player in long term care insurance. Okay, and they issued these policies, and they were denying claims because people couldn't dress themselves. So they were they were saying, "Well, have you tried Velcro on your shirts instead of buttons?" It was garbage like that that was going on in this industry. I mean, it it's bad. <laughs> I've got Velcro on all my flies. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the sound that I hear in the restroom? <laughs> That's just an odd thing. That's actually me taking. I thought it was my shoes only. It's me pulling hair off my shoulders. So no, nice. Anyway, with that said, um, CFP Chad Burton, New Focus Financial. Um, Anything else that we need to know as we're wrapping up ever so slowly towards the Crown Plaza Hotel in Foster City, six thirty to eight thirty Thursday. Michelle Lerman will be there. Yeah, we do some uh, basically the top five things you need to know about estate plan with rising stock and real estate market in the Bay Area. Um, we have property tax issues and probate costs. They're really the driving factor in estate plan. It's not estate taxes because hardly anybody's going to pay estate taxes now under the new law. But the other problems are very, very real and could cost your family a lot of money if you don't have a good estate plan. Gotcha. CFP Chad Burton. You can find him at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. CFP Chad Burton. Big event coming up. Um, it's right around the corner, March 8th, 6.30 to 8.30. It's the Foster City Crown Plaza. 
Um, good location, nice location. In fact, please join us for the Retirement Income Strategies and Estate Planning Seminar. I learn something every time I do it, and uh, I'll be talking a little bit about the current stock market. Uh, yesterday, live on this show, I said very cautiously and very carefully, I said it would it would concern me if Trump later today talked more about this uh, pending um, trade war. So I think the market has a good 10%, 15% correction if he continues to go strong down that road. Uh, the world is flat. The world needs each other at this point in time. Um, we need China as much as China needs us. Now, could we make it more fair? Sure. Were some of these deals negotiated 30, 40 years ago when robots weren't a big concern? Absolutely. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. And don't forget the weeknight replay at 7. We have the Friday morning ice report. Hey, I'm Nick Nolenberger. Okay, so no, no Friday ice report. They're like lobsters escaping a steamy death. Do you remember the Saturday Night Live episode where it was Save Larry the Lobster and Harry Carey screams out, They're lobsters! So they're like lobsters escaping a steamy death right now. Snaps March 2017 public IPO. We've seen at least five vice presidents and the general counsel leave the company. Oh, snap. So... When you see people leave a company within a year of their IPO, it starts to make you wonder, like, is it, what's wrong? Spiegel preser- per- Evan Spiegel, CEO, seems to prefer executives who don't challenge his ideas. So he's kind of got a totalitarian thing going on. That's why so many people are leaving. You can see ex- why executives might not want to stick around, forget the turbulent stock price. It just seems like it's an unpleasant place to work. No bonuses this year. Spiegel described his management philosophy at the at the Goldman Sachs group conference last month as keeping things just below the boil. Like when you heat water, it's really effing hot, but it's just below the boil. Now, how is that teaching us anything about his management style? So, um, snaps having some trouble. So they're having trouble keeping employees. I think that's worthy of note. Now, Trump, starting to talk about trade wars. The obvious one that we have been thinking about has been always the North American free trade association, NAFTA, Mexico, United States. But I think the bigger one that we're going to have to start thinking about is if he's going after steel and he's going after uh, aluminum. Uh, you're thinking the auto industry and you're thinking China and then how would China get back at us? So, China wants to dump steel. They want to dump aluminum. So the tariff proposal does not really rely on any economic argument other than saying that higher prices will you know, cause people to buy steel in state versus out of state. So, But there's a lot going on with NAFTA, with trade, and with Trump at this point in time. So Gary Cohn, who a lot of people go, good for Trump for putting a real Wall Streeter in you know, on his economic team, and even if... Gary Cohn is going to be writing policies that ex- that benefit the extremely rich like himself. Um, he has provided a lot of stability for Wall Street veterans. People like me go, well, at least Trump has someone who knows a little bit about the history of Wall Street 
at least Trump has someone who knows a little bit about the history of, of economics and business. So if he gets fired, oh, what a year that first cabinet, that cabinet's had, huh? What a year for communications directors. That's got to be something. That's got to be a stressful job, right? Um, 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Airlines are canceling good, Airlines are canceling more than 2,000 flights as big nor'easters, snarling traffic and travel. Anytime there's a big winter storm, believe it or not, that can help companies like Home Depot. And it can help companies like Lowe's as people have to dig themselves out and start getting things like sand, uh, salt, things to help get their cars out, out back on the road again. So the airlines, if they tend to take a hit, it tends to be for like a day or two. So, but when you hear, you know, thousands of flights being canceled, you're like, oh, hotels are going to do well. I wonder what's going to happen with American or Delta or JetBlue. Southwest, well, they're in the Southwest, a lot of it, so they don't have a lot of snow that they're dealing with, right? So maybe we can ride them out. And you start thinking, weather does affect the stock market in so many ways. Um, 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Big event coming up March 8th. That's right around the corner. Um, San Mateo, 92, 101. It's right where Visa is. It's right where everything hits right there. The Crown Plaza in Foster City. Super easy to get to. You can sign up at Rob Black Show. Use code Radio 25 to get in for free. Consumer sentiment has stayed very optimistic. What's pretty interesting, I think if you read the polls or if you hear about the polls, and I'm not embedded in this world in any way, shape, or form, but if you see them, hear them, you typically hear that the president's not well-liked. The economy is doing fine, and consumer sentiment, you would say, would, wouldn't consumer sentiment kind of be dragged down with people don't like the president? His popularity is down? Nope. People are feeling good. Consumer sentiment inched down at the end of February, but still exceeded expectations after shooting up in the mid-month. Essentially, if we have jobs, we feel pretty good. And if we feel pretty good, that's a good attitude on future economic prospects in areas such as personal finances, inflation, unemployment, government policies, and interest rates. So if Trump keeps up this rhetoric on the trade war and tariffs and the stock market pulls back, I will be a buyer because of people's optimism and because of the unemployment numbers that are out there. That's just me, though. Um... That's just me. Oppenheimer is downgraded Walmart because the retailer's online sales target is a stretch. Walmart's trying desperately to stay relevant in e-commerce, and Amazon's making it easier and easier for them to dominate e-commerce with the whole Hey Alexa. Doesn't it feel like Walmart, if they were ever to come out with a speaker, it would be like Bubba? Like, hey, Bubba. Yeah, Bubba. You order me some beef jerky, Bubba? Yeah, Bubba, get you beef jerky, Bubba. To Walmart, like, when are they going to come out with an Alexa? Amazon already has. And it's like, oh, now I get why Amazon stock keeps getting a high every day. Because Walmart's going to have the bubble. He shouldn't have done that. He's just a boy. <laughs> Oppenheimer's lowers its rating to perform from outperform for Walmart shares, uh, saying we are increasingly concerned that the recent key drivers of outsized e-commerce sales expansion potentially waning. And given our now more muted earnings of share growth expectations valuation, which the shares trade, could be capped. So that's out there. Over the past 10 plus years, Walmart has traded at above market multiple only three times, including once during an economic downturn and more recently on e-commerce enthusiasm. 
There's a great resource you can go find at your local library called ValueLine. ValueLine. And if you Google how to read a ValueLine, you'll become a better investor. And one of the things that ValueLine does is it gives you the last five years of trading PEs on a stock. And you can see if it's at the high end or the low end right now. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Don't forget, big event coming up March 8th. You can sign up at Rob Black Show, Rob Black Show. It's in Foster City, 630 to 830. Use the code RADIO25 to get in for free. That's less than a week away, less than a week away at robblackshow.com. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. Ladies and gentlemen, Brandon Flowers, the Kellers. So I think Wall Street's all about planting flags and figuring out what you believe in and what you don't. What do you like about shares of Apple? What do you like about them? What do you not like about them? What do you like about shares of Sears? You can go, it's cheap. It's got some value. It's got a dividend. And then, like, what do you not like? There's no one in their stores. It's a retailer. People need to be in the stores. Maybe they're, maybe they're purchasing everything online. So you have to have, like, pluses and minuses. And you kind of need to know where you go. <clears throat> Anytime you're dealing with one individual stock, you're dealing with a concept of... XYZ and that XYZ you need to figure out like how can it get higher and it could sell it could be in a sector that's really hot and sexy like big tech right now any big tech company can do well because it's in big tech and everyone likes big tech they like Facebook they like Google they like Alphabet they like uh, Netflix they like Google they like Apple like they're all in right so if you're a big, you could do well on that, or you could do well if like you come out with a product that does really well. So suddenly you're, the company yourself is doing well. It doesn't matter if all the other big tech companies are, aren't, it just matters that you are, you came up with something that's sexy and selling well, or you can say visibility. Like, um, how many people does Facebook have 2 billion, right? So if they lose 3% per month, for the rest of the time, how long until they have zero, like you can kind of see some visibility there with their published churn rates and situations like that. So you kind of get some visibility. So visibility helps you, your own execution helps you, the sector helps you. And then the overall economy. And that's one that's for me quite interesting right now because we just have these tax cuts. So there's like no chance it would be amazingly strange to have um, a scenario where, our economy doesn't chug along for the next six to 12 months, just off tax cuts alone. Americans tend to spend what we have in our pockets or in our bank accounts. So we're good six to 12 months. So any pullback in the stock market, I'm going to be a buyer. And as soon as I start seeing one company, one company cut 10% of their sales force or cut 10% of their plans to build buildings, or that's when you start changing your mind on the big picture but there's one big picture that's scaring me, and let's say it's Donald Trump and his tariff issue. So he says, we don't want steel and aluminum dumped here in the United States. And he's not going to say the country, <clears throat> China. He might do something like that. I'll tweet, I'll tweet it out to you, but I won't spell it all the way. C-H-I-N. What was that all about? So he doesn't want to trade war with them, because like, what happens if they say... Okay, so we're going to say Harley-Davidson's 
and uh, Fords, any Harley, any Ford or Harley Davidson that we import, we're going to charge 50% more to our, our people. And our people won't be able to afford that. And therefore, they won't buy your motorcycles and your cars. So Ford and, and uh, Harley Davidson, they say, you know, we're going to have to shut down a factory in the United States. We're going to lose 200, 300 jobs. That's when you start thinking the stock market's not going to go the direction you want it to. So, and that, that's trade war kind of collateral damage. I mean, it comes with the territory, so to speak. One of the articles that I'll always read, if I ever get a chance to read, um, first and foremost, there's some really good websites out there, and there's some really good uh, newsletters. Uh, one of the ones that I like enormously is called uh, DigiDay. And DigiDay talks a lot about technology companies and advertising companies and media companies, and it's pretty interesting where... <clears throat> Have you started the reduction on cable or satellite yet? Because if you haven't, you're kind of behind the curve. A lot of people are cutting products and services out of their lives um, because they're seeing what they're they're spending their money on. And to say the least, it is not what it used to be. So <clears throat> hedge funds are out there, and I, I don't think you'll ever get rich buying a hedge fund. I think you will in the years that there's a lot of drama, you'll be fine. If you're in the right hedge fund, but hedge funds are a lot like mutual funds and mutual funds are a lot like index funds. And in the end, you will just want some skin in the game. <clears throat> and in the end, a hedge fund is going to be wrong two or three times more than, say, an index fund. But they're going to be right two or three times more. And you're going to be like, oh, what a run. Hedge funds don't always live up to their high fees. Uh, but for me, they're always interesting because they have got these CEOs who typically have no hair, but are very masculine and alpha. And uh, they'll get on CNBC uh, much more so than Bloomberg. Bloomberg does a much more reasonable, responsible presentation of content and information. Um, CNBC has had the problem where, you know, at one point in time, Jim Cramer bragged in his book that he would call Maria Bartiromo and lie to her. She would go on the air and say, we just heard from insiders that this stock is going to be sold. So Jim was shorting it. He was making the money on that. He's nuts! They're nuts! They know nothing! But it's always interesting when they throw out a list of like healthcare uh, stocks that they like, because they always tend to have like these incredible statistics that go with it. Uh, Visa is one of stock that's loved. I love Visa. Uh, Visa was around when I was a little boy. Visa's around today. I would imagine when my little boys become big men, Visa will still be around. And they get paid by the swipe. And as we've lived longer and longer, the swipe's becoming more important. Now, here's the fear. And again, you always have some pros and you always have some cons. Apple wants to deal away with the swipe. They just want to store your information and do it like that. Right? Venmo can transfer money from your bank account to my bank account in lightning speed. As can PayPal. As can Four Square and uh, others. Four Square. company's called Square. And I came up with Four Square because I'm going back to third grade and Always want to play Foursquare and fit in with other kids, knowing it wasn't the most athletic game. So Bank of America seems to be on a lot of hedge fund lists right now. Um, they they really dominate the branches right now. Wells Fargo is doing well, but then Wells Fargo got into a lot of heat. I like Wells Fargo because they're in a lot of heat, and I don't think they got a business. And I like uh, Bank of America because I don't think they got a business. It's, it's boring compared to J.P. Morgan Chase. It's boring compared to Goldman Sachs, but um, 
as interest rates rise, the banks are the right place to be, and they've already started their move. And uh, I think as you see them increase their dividends, as long as we don't get that trade war, we get that trade war and all think, all bets are off the table because that's when we start firing people. So everyone still loves Google and Facebook. Um, Apple's a favorite of hedge funds at this point in time. One of the best stocks of all time. And when you get Warren Buffett jumping on Apple, suddenly because it has become the, the stock that your grandfather owns. And like, that's not a good thing. So... Because Warren Buffett's your grandfather, so to speak. So, but you still got to love Amazon at this point in time. For them to say purchasing with voice activated speakers is going to jump from $2 billion to $22 billion in the next five years. I'm sorry, $2 billion to $40 billion in the next five years. I'm like, really? So, because I don't see anyone else. With Google, I'm not having stuff delivered to my home. I know Google has its home delivery services, but who really uses them compared to Amazon, right? That's how far out Amazon is in front of them. Microsoft's boring and old, but they've also got a CEO who's young, new, and vibrant. So I'm pro-Microsoft. And if you look back at the Steve Ballmer days with him as CEO, I don't think history is going to be very kind to Steve Ballmer. So, a little bit of a spaz. So spring gas prices are going to be the highest since 2015. That's a good thing and a bad thing. Now I'm talking today about stocks. You need to compare them. Sometimes you need to look at things and go gasoline prices are higher. Who does that help? Let's just be incredibly nationalistic right now and say maybe the oil guy down in Texas or the refinery company down in Texas and they're charging more for gasoline and you're spending more for gasoline and you're, you're consuming more gasoline or you're not. And suddenly the roads are getting a little bit better because you're not consuming as much gasoline. You're not on the roads tearing them up. So see how like right there, there's already a positive. And then the, let's say a country like Saudi Arabia pumps the oil and Saudi Arabia is ultimately pretty good friends with the United States. Why? Because we're cool. No, no, because we barbecue all together. No, because we're fascinated as a nation with camels. no, I've been on a camel, and they are filthy animals. And I know you're saying, let's let's talk about this for a second, Rob. You've been on a camel? Yes. It might have been a crime scene with a high-speed camel chase. Might not have been, but it might have been. So th- they're our friends because we do business with them. They like us for our money. We like them for their cheap oil. Now, that's a positive and a negative. Let's say we stop doing business with them because everyone's driving a Tesla, and we're all electric. And suddenly they're like, our nation's becoming more and more poor and our sovereign prince and, you know, princesses and our kingdom start to fall a little bit because we don't have the infrastructure, the healthcare, the hospitals, the uh, universities, the school systems that you have. You don't want people in the Middle East mad at you. You don't want people in Asia mad at you. For some reason, the United States doesn't really care about South America. I've never understood that. But you want friends. You don't want trade wars. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Find me online at robblackshow.com. That's robblackshow.com. Don't forget to sign up for the event coming up. I've got a Facebook page. You can find me online at cron4robblack. You can also find me at cron4robblack or cron4robblack. Katie O'Debbie is your home for Santa Clara Broncos basketball. Due to a scheduling conflict, tonight's WCC tournament game against Pepperdine will be carried live at 8 o'clock on our sister station at 8.60 a.m. The Answer. <laughs> when I was a kid, age 12 to 20, 
I'd turn on the TV every now and then, and I'd see Pepperdine volleyball players. They were good-looking men. They were good-looking women. And I'd always go, where the hell is Pepperdine? Like, most colleges give you a hint. Like, UCLA kind of gives you a hint. USC gives you kind of a hint. Pepperdine, I'm like, What's, what state makes pepper? <laughs> and I'm like, no. But, uh, yeah, so tonight you can listen to the Santa Clara Broncos play Pepperdine. Team they've already beaten twice this year. And Coach Herb Syndic said, raw, 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 <laughs> which basically translates, and we're going to try to beat them for a third time. But everything's off the table. Don't forget, right, there's right, another right, hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now fun. at KDOW.biz so or serious. on the KDOW radio app. Like have a cot and you'd sleep at the, the football facility. I'm just like, dude, it's just a football game. You can't handle the truth. That's just me, though. I know you're saying, that's not very nice, Rob. San Francisco's housing market is so dire that people are spending over $1 million on earthquake shacks built after the 1906 fires. In San Francisco, a nice, cozy piece of real estate that most residents can afford. A person who wants to buy the property in the city needs a household income of about $303,000 and afforded that 20% down on a $1.5 million home. Earthquake shacks. So after 1906, the earthquake and fires decimated some 500 city blocks. The city responded by building more than 5,000 small wooden cottages as temporary housing. And building things out of wood's never going to be a problem. It's never going to be a problem when there's a fire. It's, it's never going to be a problem. Oh, you should use a little concrete. Concrete's good with earthquakes, too. It doesn't catch on fire as fast. No, no, wood's fine. That's not how it works. So there were 16,000 small wooden cottages or that housed 16,000 people. And people now in the Bay Area are spending a million plus dollars on a one-bedroom shack. A 756,000-square-foot shack in Myrtle Heights, which is one of the hottest neighborhoods in San Francisco, sold a shack for 916000 three years ago, two years ago. It's pretty crazy. So you have to look kind of hard to see these uh, shacks when you're in San Francisco because you tend to get caught up with a... Uh, the pretty ladies and things along those lines. And you're like, this is lovely, isn't it? So anyway, and anyway, uh, 800-516-1220 to each calls in the air. So gasoline prices, remember I talked about gasoline prices going up as a good thing for like Saudi Arabia and the refiners and people in Texas. And um, it's good for the, you know, taxes, the federal and state taxes on gasoline. They collect more money and they use that money. But here's where it's bad. You only make X amount of dollars, right? That's right. That's that's a fact, Jack. You only make X amount of dollars. And if you're filling up your car and you're not using as much gas or you're using, you know, you're using 40 bucks has become 50 bucks to fill her up. That's $10 less that you have at the end of the month. So and that's you've been taxed on it. And does anyone think the United States government or the state of California uses our tax money wisely? Anyone? Anyone? So you're talking about an inefficient use of your money versus what may be an efficient use, i.e. margaritas. Margaritas are good investments. They make babies. Fears of a trade war right now are covering Wall Street left and right. 25% tariff on steel, 10% on aluminum. Um, Those are jobs that we've decided we didn't really want. We saw all the right moves with Tom Cruise back in the 80s, where he's a football player and he didn't want to be like his dad. Right? What was the model one? Um, 
Um, help me here. No, 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 no. Um, he's Blue Steel. Help me. Zoolander. So we're Zoolander. Yeah, Ben Stiller and Zoolander said to his dad, like, he had to leave the, the coal mining world so he could be a high-end fashion model. And so coal's no fun, and tariffs on coal, no fun. And then you get the scenario. I think I'm getting the black lung, Bob. Where Tom Cruise, his dad wanted him to be a, a, a construction worker or a, a guy who melted steel. And he's like, Dad, I just want to go out and play football. I just want to leave and never come back and take a girl like a Lori Singer on the back of a bike with me. She wasn't in that movie. But that's okay. So why are we wanting those jobs back when for years and years and years, televisions and movies taught us that they're not good jobs? It's like that movie Gung Ho back in the 1980s with Michael Keaton where the Japanese could build better cars in America. And if you turned on the news, the Japanese were buying the tallest buildings in New York. They were buying, buying the Seattle Mariners. What, you can't have a Japanese team owing American baseball. That's my American pie. So people were getting really upset about it. And if you watch the movies, it kind of told you, like, there was a thing going on. And that was, the oddly enough, the last great time that Japan was a great nation when they started to, to spread their wealth inside the United States. So we got that going on for us. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. We've got a big event coming up March 8th. I would love to see you there. Um, why March 8th? Um, Chad and I do about eight of them a year, it feels like. And that's about the right space. And it's Retirement Income Strategies and Estate Planning Seminar, March 8th. You can meet myself. You can meet Tony Mendez. You can meet CFP Chad Burton. You can meet Michelle Lerman. I think we'll also have a pinata there, a financial pinata filled with... I don't know what it would be oh, filled my, with. my, my, But that's March 8th, 630 to 830, Crown Plaza Hotel, Foster City. Foster City. I love Foster City. Okay, it's pretty plain and vanilla, but I do like plain and vanilla. There's something to be said for that. So that's 630 to 830, Crown Plaza Hotel, Foster City. You can sign up at Rob Black Show. It's Rob Black Show coming up Thursday, the 8th, 630 to 830. Use code RADIO25 to get in for free. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.